my name is Aggie and this is Biohacking Bestie. The one-stop shop for a modern queen where you can find biohacking courses, self-growth courses, and where you can find the most incredible community of women so you can hit all of your biohacking goals and beyond. And today on Biohacking Bestie, we have a very special guest, Julianne Huff. Julianne first gained fame as a standout dancer on the hit show Dancing with the Stars. She then continued to captivate audiences with her talents both on and off camera and the dance floor as seen in projects such as Footloose, Rock of Ages, Grease Live and more. She has since expanded her career into other areas of entertainment including hosting and acting as well as singing. She co-hosted Tony Awards in 2022 and is set to return as a co-host on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars which is super exciting. When Julianne is not performing, she is also a successful entrepreneur running her own wine label, Fresh Fine Wine, as well as launching her digital fitness platform, Kinergy. Her dedication to wellness and self-improvement shines through in everything she does, and she's a true inspiration to her fan and followers. And today, Julianne is our guest. So which one of the practices was the most helpful? They both work hand in hand. Like I'm talking about more like spiritual oh. awakening. What was like, what have you done? What do you feel comfortable sharing on um, that journey? Oh, I'm comfortable sharing yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm similar to you in the sense that like I am a curious human being and mm. I want to try everything and see what works for me. But I also have a lot of trust and I have a very good radar of like, who I feel is sketchy and and what resonates. Mm-hmm. So I've tried a lot of things. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. for me personally, I you know grew up in Poland, which is you know heavily Catholic, and so it was this big idea that you know you're a drug addict if you talk, touch mm-hmm. any drugs. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for me, it was like a big thing when I got into spiritual journey, wanted to try, for example, ayahuasca, and it yeah. was like a oh well, like I'm so torn because from one hand, you know, after I did, I was like this has been the most healing experience because I was able. Mm-hmm. To see the dynamic of my childhood, I never saw, mm-hmm. and you brought me down on my knees so much, but also helped me heal a lot of these ideas of what I've been told growing up is good or bad. Because yeah. if you do it through the lens of who you are, mm-hmm. there is no such thing as good and bad. There is only just you know perception of yeah what it means to you, right? Like so. Yeah. Well, I did not have a good experience with ayahuasca, <laughs> but I have done it. But mine was because I wasn't prepared of like, mm. what am I doing? It was very, very early on. And it was before I even was that curious about my spiritual journey. So I didn't have the best experience, mm. but I have had similar experiences of what can happen through ayahuasca mm. in different ways. And I've had so many friends who have had such an incredible you know, self-awareness, but also healing moment. And that's like been a catalyst of shift, like change and, and to shift. So I just personally yeah. didn't yeah, have no, a no, good experience. <laughs> no, and I think it's important to say that it's yeah. actually, it can not be a great experience. Well, it's, it's about safety. And like, honestly, the person that created the environment for us was um, also didn't have a relationship with the shaman and the shaman had come in after like a four day bender himself. And then like, it, it, got, all very, it got all very weird. And the minute we were able to like have a little bit of like, what's happening. I was like, everybody 
get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. leave now. <laughs> but so, excuse my language. No, um, no. Because, because again, it was like, I didn't feel safe or trust no, the people that like were facilitating. Big... And that's the biggest part, you yeah. know? And so, and Aww. I, yeah, no, it was, Aww. it was no bueno for me. But I have, like I said, had other experiences that have been as powerful as what that can offer. So, mm. yeah. I, for me personally, just connecting with my five-year-old, I call her Agnieszka because, you know, mm-hmm. Rep in Poland. So mm-hmm. that's that's my real, like, full name. Yeah. And so, like, trying to make her proud, remembering who she wanted to be, mm-hmm. what she cared about. And I think that's what, you know, was my first experiences with plant medicine was just remembering that. And I don't need to do it all the time to remember. Of course. To have a photo yeah. of her and just be like, I'm just making you proud. And, yeah. you know, the Aggie's like so intimidated to have you sit mm-hmm. in my home. But there is the little Agnieszka. I'm like, but you guys should just play. You know, yeah. she's just a human. So totally. if we were five years old, like yeah. I would just see, you know, Jules and you. Or yeah. you, what did your parents call you when you were little? I mean, they would call me Julianne. My brother called me Jules. Uh, um, my nieces and nephews today, they call me Aunt Juju. I also have like Juicy Ann. When Juicy Ann comes out to play, she's like, she's the like, she's the sensual like, like woman that's kind of like in her own zone, having a Mm -hmm. dance party by herself. Like that's that's Juicy Ann. Um, I have (laughs) Jaybird. I have you know. There's a lot of different nicknames for me. And and so going back to Kinergy, actually, because that importance of play. And so, first of all, epic name. Can you talk about? how you created the name because it's amazing yeah so kinergy is you know a representation of kin which is kinship your tribe your community kinesthetic energy obviously because of the energetic health that we promote within the, the modality and kinesthetic obviously just with our body and movement and energy so you know putting that all together it's it's the state that we all end up getting to which is a state of kinergy and yeah that's how the name came about it was interesting because this whole method came to me while i was going through like a very big spiritual expansion and you know i feel fully like it was channeled it was you know it came through me i was at my whiteboard and like just writing things down i don't know where they came from and never you know really heard or seen or read anything about it but then like a month later like it comes into my orbit and it's like this ancient like practice that's you know been happening in the east for years you know and so it's like I truly believe that we all have this information that can come through us and it is just going to be expressed in my own unique way or your own unique way. And that's what Kinergy is. It's all the years of my dance experience and expertise and the experience of teaching, you know, celebrities on the show, not just the physical dance moves, but really being there for them. And it's an emotional journey. And you think that they're just going to learn how to dance, but they connect to themselves in a whole new way. I was like, how do I how do I bring that experience of to the, with the stars to yeah, yeah to the no. people that like watch and they're like, man, I wish that I could, I wish I was a celebrity so I could be on this show. I mean, that was me. You and, know? Then, and then Kinergy, it's so true because I think, first of all, like going through Dancing with the Stars, I feel like everyone should go through that whole experience because mm-hmm. it's really uh, cathartic in a way. Second, for most people that aren't dancers, we aren't so connected to our bodies. So mm-hmm. when you spend, you know, a week or two or three or five, whatever, just connecting with your body and your emotions, a lot of things come up. Oh, right? yeah. 
And oh, you yeah. probably were like, the therapists were all of celebrities. You're like, okay, well, we were just practicing cha-cha, okay? <laughs> I don't need to hear about your divorce right now. <laughs> but, um, but that's true, though, yeah. you know? And, and again, the body holds all the information. So the minute it starts flowing and starts moving, all these suppressed things and emotions, stories, all those those qualities of, of us that we're not allowing to be free start coming through. And it's like, well, now what do I do with that? And so that's what was coming through me as Kinergy came to me. And I was like, wow, this is really how we can offer this to more people than just, you know, the celebrities on Dancing with the Stars. And once it started happening, I realized I was like, oh my gosh, these movements, this breath work, this visualization is all coming through in more of like a shaman way, which is it like, really is. you know, it's all based in earth, the earth elements, earth, fire, water, air, and ether. I'm getting to my point. So Kinergy was actually supposed to be called ether oh. um, because it's the combination of all the elements and it's that ether state. But I decided not to do that and went in with Kinergy. But total side note. Have you seen Frozen 2? Uh, no, but I heard you talk about it. I was blown away because that's what I mean by like ancient teachings and like it comes through you because Kinergy was created. We went on tour. We launched it. And then Frozen 2 came out. Oh, and so you it, guys were first. Yes. All in the way. And Frozen 2 came out and it was like all the elements. And, you know, obviously the missing one is Ether and it's her, you know, and it's like, this is literally Kinergy. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to sue Disney right now. or Pixar. <laughs> And so it was just amazing. And, and again, it wasn't like, oh, dang. It was like confirmation that this is this is like wisdom. And it's yes. coming through in, in different mediums, through a Disney movie or through, you know, a modality that like people can do themselves. And so, yeah, it's pretty It's cool. funny because like one of my, during my ayahuasca ceremonies, she said, oh, you're so cute. You think you're biohacking. It's, you know, it's an ancient, ancient wisdom of... What really biohacking is, is like, how do we get rid of managing disease and kind of focus on maintaining health? Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, uh, ayahuasca, as I, when I say she, um, <laughs> uh, you know, like check out like traditional Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's like, as I started exploring, I'm like, wow, there's so many commonalities. And we come now with like, whoa, it's biohacking and science. But in yeah. fact, mm -hmm. it's like you said, it's an ancient wisdom mm -hmm. that we just probably have just fancier tools and, you know, wearables and whatnot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the principle is really like mm -hmm. manage your sleep better. It's really important. Have a downshifting practice, whatever mm -hmm. that means. Move your body. I mean, everything that, you know, the new age biohacking promotes is mm -hmm. not that different. It's basically just going back to the roots. Yeah. <laughs> we just call when, it like when we didn't have technology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, again, with anything, technology is amazing. Yeah. If you are using it and it's not using yeah. you and, you know. If you can figure out a way to do both, great. There's a big reason why I keep asking you about Kinergy because we mm -hmm. might be cooking something together. Yeah. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. So we won't mention it yet, but mm -hmm. maybe, maybe something together uh, yes. with Kinergy, which would be amazing. And well, I'm just like, again, honored. Like, I feel like Kinergy is a very niche thing right now. It's not this like, it's not Peloton, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's a very specific, you know, modality for people who mm. want to go internal and like have self-discovery and expression and take a bit of a chance on themselves and risk, uh, you know, like feeling a little uncomfortable, but in a safe, playful, curious mm. way that, you know, we 
as we market it on the outside, it's it's dance, it's play, you're going to come and have fun with us. And while that's happening, you're going through a big transformation that you don't even really have to think about doing because we've designed the modality to be able to take you through that journey and have that container so that when you're done, you feel expanded, but you also feel grounded and that it's like closed off. So you're not going to be like... <sighs> expand it and leave and be like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, so it's definitely a very exciting, I think, modality that people can really go inward and find themselves in a in a new way. And beautiful. And it's for me, it's so much more yeah. powerful than, in, you know, they're riding a bike because it's that forward movement. Yes, it's great. But I always kind of feel like it's very masculine and sort mm -hmm. of machine. And so letting yourself, and it's actually one of the questions because I yeah. asked my followers to ask you a question. So maybe I'll yeah. ask it right now. Do you think that dancing activates your feminine energy from Shauna mm. Molina? Mm. And I would say, <laughs> I don't want to answer for you. <laughs> I would say like energy, whenever I do energy, it's like, oh, I feel so, so much softer, mm -hmm. less rigid, mm -hmm. connected with myself. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't feel that after soul cycle after soul cycle i'm like yeah <laughs> jacked and by the way there's room great, for that yeah, yeah. you know and like we are a, a you know a great beautiful combination of both energies i think that where we are in the world today in a very would, masculine patriarchal world yes it's much easier to tap into this and i believe that you know the feminine energy there is no hierarchy it they they coexist yeah. and unfortunately it has been much more suppressed and so instead of diving into the that feminine energy or yin energy yin yang wait did i mess that up i think i might have but that feminine energy we have tried to match the 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 masculine yeah. and so we are continuing to to suppress it. So get, diving into it is is exactly what Kinergy is. And you know, I love yoga. I love anything that promotes that like motivational, like forward motion. But yoga specifically is all linear mm -hmm. and up and down motions, or you know, forward and back. Whereas Kinergy is circular. It's like we use a lot from like here down and focusing on the womb area. I mean, I could get really geeky and go into Please like do. certain uh, things. Yes, okay. yes. So like, because <laughs> this is like, you're like deep biohacking right now with Kinergy, but yes. just like, well, so again, what I love, like, I believe this is kind of how I feel like it came through me. And again, there's multiple ways we can see things, but where in the body, I believe like our, our ego is, is right here underneath mm. our heart, which is like our willpower kind of in that area of the solar plexus. Mm. And so I think we have as a society and generation been living from like here up, which is beautiful. It's high vibration. It is like bright. It's like sun energy. It's spirit energy. It's like, whew, right? But I think in order for us to get down into this feminine nature, that's darker energy. It's where our wound is. It's where the wisdom is. Root but you chakra. have to go through your ego to get to the wound, to get to the wisdom. And, and most being of the grounded time, and being, you know, rooted in your trauma, right? And like also the feeling of safety is yes. all there. Well, and by the way, here, like most feminine energy people are so afraid to be in the wound because they're afraid they're going to be stuck there. And so they pop in and out of like wound to ego, wound to ego. Most masculine energy beings won't even go through the ego. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get through there 
to get to the wound. So that one's very challenging. So with the movement, it allows to surrender the mind, the ego to the body, to the wound, but you don't have to stay there. You actually go through the wound to get to the wisdom, which is even deeper. And once you get into the wisdom, then you bring all that energy back up through the body. And then it's like the ultimate lovers. Like you get both energies to come through to meet in your heart. And then, and then all of a sudden you can like expand that way. So it's not about leaving one out. It's about allowing you to drop deep, 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 come back through, bring in both and expand. Whereas most of the time we're cutting ourselves off from here down. You, uh, you sound like my spiritual teacher, actually. She says the same thing, that yeah. it's like, you need to go. She's like, you don't want to be that woo-woo person that walks around. It's like, everything's great and not connected to her trauma. She's like, totally. your true power is in your womb as a yes. woman. If you mm-hmm. want to get into the next level of Aggie, that's like you know, isn't like this and kind of like obsess what people think, but really mm-hmm. knows her worth. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here, but it's going to mm-hmm. be like moving that trauma and everything that I'm, I'm in yeah. my shadow, right? And I always say it, the minute I'm trying to get away from my wound, I'm already in like, I'm not connected. So and my, my go-to. You, right? Because the moment you start a, a, trying mm-hmm. to run away from something, it starts owning you instead of Completely. just being like. Well, my my trick, my, my go-to is like literally stopping, like holding my belly and being like, I own and accept my wound. And then wow. all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've acknowledged it. And now it doesn't have the power. You yeah. Know? And so. I own and accept my wound. I own and accept my wound. Like I will constantly say that over and over again when I'm feeling like an audition or I have a meeting and I'm like this part of me that doesn't feel like I belong, which is a very big wound of mine. I will be like, okay, belonging. That's my wound right now. I own and accept my wound. I don't feel like I belong. I will do that, you know, and I'll like totally confront it and then all the charge goes away. I mean, even just the fact that you you have the courage to share it in a very beautiful way. You don't come from a place of like a victim mindset, like, oh, I don't belong, but kind of like, yeah, it's a core one that I have. And you share so many beautiful things so openly for me. It's like super inspiring because that's another thing that I wanted to mention because when I tell women, please be unapologetic, they have this image of like a really aggressive, almost vulgar woman that is just like, unapologetic, fuck everybody. I'm like, no, but unapologetic can be graceful and soft and feminine it's just not apologizing for who you are which is Mm -hmm. what you do and I was Mm -hmm. like oh beautiful example of a woman who's unapologetic but through softness through vulnerability Mm -hmm. through being herself and it's so beautiful to see because unapologetic isn't aggressive or knowing your worth not needing a man wanting a man doesn't need to be aggressive Mm -hmm. it can just Mm -hmm. be self yeah and again not a but and and a lot of people don't have that example of what that looks like. And so, of course, we're going to go and we're going to match that other energy, right? And so, Mm -hmm. like, it's beautiful that you're creating a space for people to have an example and a model of that. And hopefully Kinergy is also that for people. Because, like, I've realized that, like, one of my biggest fears was when I do all this healing, I'm going to be so boring. <laughs> because, yeah. because I'm actually like an, in, uh, like an introvert. I'm an introverted oh, extrovert. extrovert. Okay, so cool. I'm not an extrovert. I am quite shy. 
but when I'm when I'm connected, I can share so much, and it's coming from like you know my authentic from the self. Source, yeah, but it's not like what I used to be, which was like I have all this energy, and I'm gonna like create this fun environment for people, and and now like I don't know how to do that in in the same way as I used to, and so my fear was like I'm gonna be boring, people aren't gonna like feel comfortable, and like you know because I'm not like making sure everybody's okay. And I have that th- feel of being boring too because I'm very low key. So like sometimes <laughs> I go to parties, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like the most boring person in the room. I'm just sitting there and just yeah. like very quiet. <laughs> I'm such an observer now, whereas I had to feel like I was in the conversation, and yeah. now I just yeah, like yeah. watch and like you know listen and and I that was my big fear. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna be so boring now. You're um, not boring. I know but, I'm not yeah, yeah, boring. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny how like right? I, I can mm-hmm. literally when you said that I'm like, oh my god, I literally feel the same way. But it's also interesting because that doesn't mean that when I see other people that aren't very loud, do I think of them as boring? Never. No, never. So why would I think that about myself, right? So little voices. Really, yeah. really interesting. I want to talk to you about business and money. Yeah. Because I have heard you talk about Dolly Parton and mm-hmm. her advice to you, mm-hmm. which is amazing because you have built multiple very successful businesses. Did you use Dolly Parton's advice? I mean, you kind of know, right? That- I definitely did and also didn't. <laughs> Before I got that advice, oh, I was it. trying to do so many different things. So if all of you have been listening, I'm clearly very airy. I am an artist. I'm all over the place. I will to- jump from one topic to the next. Like <laughs> that's, that's my nature. So with business, I kind of did the same thing. It was like, I, I'm also very, if I have a, like a goal, I will achieve it. I mean, I'm a competitor by nature. So like, give me a task and I will own it. But I realized that like I was doing so much. I was then starting to like be the CEO of my companies and doing all the managing and the operating and all of my creativity and my innovation was like being like sucked and like drained. Yeah, and burnout, right? Yeah. And and because I was so focused on the other things, which absolutely needs to have a role in the company, but just maybe not with someone whose nature is totally an artist and like, you know, needs to like see 15 paces in front of me and have somebody else work backwards, you know? And that was the Dolly Parton advice. She, she looked at me, she's like, Julianne, she's like, we are, I feel like we have a lot in common. We have a lot of similarities. You want to do all these different things. She's like, but just make sure you stay the artist. And she's like, I wanted to create a theme park. Do you think I knew how to do that? No. She's like, but I hired people who did know how to do it. And she's like, in turn, I'm smarter than them because I hired them. (laughs) And so, of course, in her like Dolly Parton beautiful way. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so true. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. Beautiful. And I'm like, great. I proved it to myself that I can do it. And all the while, I like burnt the F out. I was so exhausted. So now it's like, let me use my CEO brain to hire and delegate to the right people and let me be the the artist and the innovator because that's 
that's my superpower. Yeah. And just focusing, I always say in my team, like, what's your genius? Everyone stays in their genius. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can do everything again. I prove yeah. it to myself, but I'm like, I'm just not happy. And I feel mm -hmm. like just not fulfilled when I'm doing everything. And so having the wisdom to hire smart people is yes. the smartest thing, like mm -hmm. Dolly Parton say. Yeah. Hey there, beautiful beings. Sorry for a quick interruption, but you all know that I'm super passionate about discovering natural ways to boost my health, right? So guess what? I've stumbled upon something absolutely amazing and I just can't wait to share it with you. It's called Armour Colostrum. And let me tell you, it has been a game changer for me. It's been something that I take every day. I have it with me right now in Bali and I have seen incredible benefits. And this is coming from someone who has been trying to heal her gut her entire life and I feel an amazing difference and it tastes amazing. So here's the scoop. If you want to enhance your gut or step up your fitness game or add some extra glow to your skin and hair, then definitely Armour Colostrum should enter the picture in your life. And the changes I have noticed are incredible. Armour Colostrum isn't just any health product. It's, you know, powerhouse of over 400 living bioactive nutrients. We're talking about complete transformation from the inside out, strengthening immunity, fueling metabolism, boosting gut health, and so much more. And the best part, it's all natural, sustainably sourced with from grass-fed cows right here in the U.S. Plus, their cold chain biopotent technology ensures that every nutrient is preserved in its most potent form. And for those of you who, like me, care deeply about sustainability, Armora has got us covered. They only use surplus colostrum after the calves are fully fed, so nothing goes to waste. Incorporating Armora into my daily routine, like I said, I've noticed some pretty massive changes. My skin is more radiant, my energy levels are <laughs> pretty much through the roof, and my fitness recovery is even faster than ever. And that's all thanks to colostrum. So if you're excited, as I am, to try it out, I've got a special treat for you. Head over to tryarmora.com forward slash Aggie and use the code Aggie to get 15% off your first order. Trust me, your body will thank you. So that's tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-I dot com slash Aggie. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey to a healthier, happier you. Thanks for listening. I have another question for my yes. follower, which is uh, PL Corolla. She says, okay, can you talk about your friendship with Nina? Doing yeah. business together with your friend, mm -hmm. isn't that scary? You <laughs> know, some business advice. You know, a lot of people tell you don't work with your friends, don't, you know... Don't work with your don't work with your family, do your exes <laughs> or whatever. But I think that if you create like the foundation of what and, and how you respect each other and create boundaries. I mean, I always used to hate the word boundaries because it was like, but I don't want to like close my heart off. And I'm like, you don't have to close your heart off. You just have to like create like a boundary of respect. Mm. And I think that that has helped us so much. And by the way, we've had our moments of in and out and, you know, frustrations. So, uh, just because we're talking about a fresh fine Oh, fresh wine. fine wine. Yes, yeah. we have our wine company together and Nina and I are best friends. 
And when we started working together, it was the most exciting thing because we have very similar creative ambitions. We have similar, you know, ambitions to make a lot of money and then like be generous with it and, and also drink wine while with we it. together so we might as well make our own exactly we have done a lot of wine drinking in our friendship are you like wouldn't it be cheaper just to make our own <laughs> I know but you know as I said before like you know life is about creating memories and yeah. and moments and and so that's what you do when you have a glass of wine you're creating a memory yeah. so that was huge. I think also just the idea of creating a better for you wine, which I stopped drinking wine at like 28 because it was just making me sick yeah. and I couldn't do it. And so the idea that we could get kind of cleaner, yeah, get a cleaner version, less calories, less carbs, like was great. But I will say, like you said before with the triggering thing, like Nina and I trigger the crap out of each other. But oh. it's because we are soulmates. Like we are so meant to be in each other's lives because the part of me that triggers me is the part that, you know, Nina is very blunt in how she asks for things. And I get like, you know, and it's the thing that I wish I had more of. Mm. And so she's such a beautiful example to help me stand up for myself in a, in a new way. And what I do to trigger Nina is something completely different. And it's what do the you part do of, to trigger Nina? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you'll have to ask her, but like, I definitely know that I do. And so, but it's the part of her that exists that she's not allowing to come through. And so, you know, I always say this, like my best friends are the ones that challenge me and help me grow. And they're the ones that I want to go through life with. And those are the ones that I feel the safest with because we're willing to do it. Whereas, you know, when everything's just great all the time, I'm like, I don't trust you. Where's, where, <laughs> I'm like, where's the bottom? <laughs> you know, and not that I can't have fun. And like, you might be my adventure no, buddy. I know exactly what you mean. I've had those situations mm -hmm. as well where you basically feel like it can't, like, it's just too easy and not like in a good way because I think our intuition like, as a woman is like you're not being fully authentic with me you're just like performing and mm -hmm. I want you to get ugly and mm -hmm. annoyed at me and you have all the right to be annoyed <laughs> with me and I want to get annoyed with you and just like let's heal mm -hmm. together because it's yeah. not about like always smiling it's about like being yeah. each other's mirrors and like mm -hmm helping yeah. each other heal totally and like I have such great friends that have that and then I also have friends that like you know part of me wishes we could get there but it's probably not going to happen until it's on their journey and their time so you know whatever you know frequency we're on together that works for that you know oh, and so it's also about accepting because I think there was a big time in my life I think when Kinergy was actually coming through me and like I was like having all these experiences I wanted to share everything with everyone and like I was like so excited and everybody was just looking at me like what you, are you have completely lost your mind and you've gotten crazy yeah. <laughs> and you're all woo woo hippity dippity and we don't know how to relate to you. Mm. And I didn't know how to relate to them. And so it felt very isolating. But I realized I was like, I cannot force them to try to understand me. Yeah. I just got to be in this in my own pace, my own time. And if and when that happens for them, like, great, I'll be there. But like, I cannot force anybody to you know, try to be on this journey with me. Yeah. And it's one of the hardest lessons for me personally, because, you know, they say like, if you're 
ready for a change? Are you willing to let go of everything mm -hmm. that isn't a full vibrational match to who you are about yeah. to become? Mm -hmm. And so you kind of say, yes, I am. But then when it happens, when you step into the, <laughs> like, the higher version of yourself, the higher self, and then you see friendships falling apart, you're like, oh, no, but I want to take these people with me. Mm -hmm. And the universe is like, well, didn't you say you're ready to let go to make space for the things that you, you know, fully align with what you do? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I did. I did say that, actually. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes and it's tough because oh, it's like because yeah. i don't know have you dealt with guilt because that's a big one for me because i feel like i want people to come with me and of i want to help everybody and yeah. when they're not helping themselves i'm like can't you just you know i'm giving you everything to come with me and that's also like a rescuer you know mode of yeah. me that i have mm -hmm. to heal and like mm -hmm. i i can't no one i can't save anybody no of know? course not and it's not your responsibility yeah. it's not mine and it's also my ego i'm like oh i think i feel like i can save you like of course of course and of course it's coming from a place of like love but it's also like is that a part that like gives me a sense of control too oh 100 you know and like, like that's what my coach says it's exactly. like maybe stop controlling people for a <laughs> <Yeah. second. laughs> and just let them be. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is what love is. Not trying to change them. Okay. <laughs> totally. But, <laughs> um, but no, I, I definitely like, if again, I have sworn a few times now here, but like oh, for, please the last, do. for the last three years, like I was kind of in the death hole pit of shit, which is like, <laughs> The, <laughs> like, what most people call the ashes, you know, ri Phoenix rising from the ashes moment. I love I, your version way better. <laughs> I was like, nope, death hole pit of shit. Like, just the worst. And, and it stemmed from... That's why I was saying like the spiral because mm -hmm. I like went through all this internal transformation and expansion and everything and I was feeling so aligned. And then now that the internal self had unwound, I still had control all of a sudden my external world fell apart. And that mm. was, you know, my marriage and my friendships and even business things that like started in one way and, and then like shifted because when I implemented all of those friendships and businesses and romance, romantic relationships, I was in a completely different zone or I was calling it in from a different place of me mm. out of fear or desperation or lack or maybe actually control because I needed to create my own community that made me feel safe. And I mean, and we're brought up, like I, I heard you say that about uh, earlier that, you know, we're brought up to be the nice girls to like win the love of a Prince Charming. Mm -hmm. So you got your Prince mm -hmm. Charming and, you know, I don't know how big part of you felt like you know, I know like from my experience, I like I get into the relationship and I love bomb the person and just like, you know, I'm going to be the perfect wifey and I'm going to mm -hmm. make you every single meal and wash everything. Mm -hmm. And then I get really quickly burnt down and I realize I'm like, oh, I don't know how to ask for what I need. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. and now I think I do. Um, yeah. I'm learning but at the beginning i'm just like i'm gonna project into this fucking performer of like i'm gonna be who, I, who I want to be for this person but i but also, also have to ask what i need and yes. i didn't know how to and then i get like hey like i feel so underappreciated and they're like whoa 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 where is this coming from totally i'm like well i just didn't exactly knew what i wanted yeah. and i was brought out that a woman has to be all of these things mm -hmm. and have no needs mm -hmm. so i felt selfish or mm -hmm. again guilty or whatever and so yeah. Yeah. I mean, when people are like, oh my gosh, she's such a selfless woman. I'm like, that's the worst compliment you could ever say to me. <laughs> I'm a yeah. selfless woman. Yeah. Like that means I don't care about myself. Yeah. Like 
I don't want to be a selfless woman. No, I want to be full of self. I want to be a self-interested yeah. <laughs> woman, you know, like take care of myself. The more I have, the more I can give. And the more I give, the more I can have. It's, you know, it, it's not linear. It's a paradox of like giving and receiving, but I totally get it. And when, you know, I look at like my relationships with those people or my ex-husband and like I have nothing but absolute love and adoration for those human beings and you know, I even said it recently. I'm like, if I knew what I knew now, I wonder if there would be a different outcome mm. because there would have been so much more of an, uh, like a navigation that like would have been more guided. Whereas as you're going through that, you, I went in immediately into protective mode and like go back into what I know to survive. And, and so, you know, like again, no regret. Like life is how it's supposed to come yeah. and go. But like, it's definitely like you look at it and you can see it from a distance now, the patterns and the cycles that keep you continuing to do the same thing just in a different way. And, you know, that experience, like I said, death hole pit of shit, but I'm not grateful for it. But I learned so much during that time. And I'm so grateful for the willingness that I had to to change the pattern because I could have very easily gone into another relationship right away or oh, gone yeah, that's into like the so thing. much easier, right? To yeah. just go back to, you know, another, uh, I'm sure it's easy also when you're a celebrity and you get all the attention that you could be like, oh, cool, from one another, you know, another mm -hmm. project or mm -hmm. another, you know, show. and Yeah. And, and to have that space where you're sitting in it, it's so <laughs> and uncomfortable. sit in your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like it was, it's it, hard. It was it, a hard time and grief and loss and any kind of change is loss. And so you are going to grieve an old version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and like nobody teaches you how to grieve. Yeah. And, people are so uncomfortable. If you yeah. started crying in front of most people, uh, usually dogs would actually just come and help you. Yeah. yeah she's not crying Speaking yet. of. <laughs> Perfect. Stretch. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right so much attention thanks Mina. um but i love the perfect tears like but um mm -hmm. it's funny how we like get so uncomfortable with other people's expressing emotions so i had a i love my dad to death and he's amazing but he was he is a very angry person mm -hmm. very quick to get angry mm -hmm. and so i get very uncomfortable with anger on top of that, we judge women for getting angry because mm -hmm. it's not sexy, just mm -hmm. as we judge men for getting sad and crying. Mm -hmm. So an angry woman is a fucking psycho. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so the moment I get angry and I, it's healthy for me to get angry, I'm going to judge myself and mm -hmm. just not do it. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it all sits here. Yeah. And I started get, getting gut issues. And I went to Dr. D, who basically, mm -hmm. he was like, you need to say hi for me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yay! I will mention you. <laughs> but he does a lot of like some similar work to you, mm -hmm. which is like moving energy through the body. And he said, you need an anger extension. Mm -hmm. And you need to get that anger out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of your body, mm -hmm. because you judging yourself for your anger. And you mm -hmm. can't, if you can't hold your own anger, you can't hold somebody else's. Yes. Yeah. And same with mm -hmm. grief. If I mm -hmm. can't hold my own grief, Mm -hmm. I can't hold yours. Mm -hmm. So if you come to me, it's like, hey, I just had a really tough day. I'll be like, oh, don't cry anymore. Let's distract. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. your grief would make me so, so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Totally. Thank you for saying that because that is a huge lesson that I learned with a lot of my friendships that I had, mm -hmm. which was I've always been the bright, shiny person. And when they saw that I was not okay, they did not know how to handle it. 
And so mm-hmm. I wanted so badly for them to be there for me, but they couldn't because they didn't know how to be there for themselves because they've never yeah. allowed themselves to go through pain. They never moments. sat with their own grief. And mm-hmm. so they couldn't do that for you, obviously. Yeah. But, and so you can't really blame them for it. Definitely but at the same not. time, yeah. all you really want for somebody, and it's actually, I hate to be like mentioning ayahuasca like back and forth, no, no, but no, um, it was good. so beautiful. I had a really tough journey right after the breakup with Jacob and I went to sit with Aya and I was like, deep grief because it just Aya showed me every single time where I chose not to cry mm-hmm. because I was like I'll distract myself or I have a job you know my grandma died and I was like oh I have a job so I have to go and I, mm-hmm. I was constantly distracting myself from feeling mm-hmm. grief mm-hmm. and during that ceremony I just saw every single moment mm-hmm. of when I was was ready to cry and mm-hmm. move that grief through but I chose not to mm-hmm. and that during that night Mm -hmm. everything came up and so I was Mm -hmm. grieving grieving crying and one of the um, shaman just sat in front of me and he just sat there and just prayed and like not trying to send me energy not trying to Mm -hmm. fix it Mm -hmm. he was just there and that made me cry even more Mm because I realized like oh my god I just realized that just someone's presence without trying to fix it Mm -hmm. make it better just being there and just sit there it's the most incredible gift Mm -hmm. and so that's when I realized a lot of times we don't know how to sit with someone's grief because we feel like we need to say something smart. To do something, yeah. To do something. But yeah. at the end of the day, just it's like, hey, I don't know what to say, but let's just be sad together. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can see that part of me that also, like, yeah, needs to come out. But yeah. we glorify good vibes. And totally. so when you're not good mm-hmm. vibes, all of a sudden you feel like it's actually something that I'm processing through right now because I go through a lot of, like, shitty you know times right now and so I isolate myself because I'm like oh, I'm not fun to be around mm-hmm. so I don't want to mm-hmm. reach out to friends mm-hmm. versus if I was smarter I'll be like hey I'm not fun to be around but I kind of want to be around humans because this is when I need you the most of course but we're again take it easy on yourself because <laughs> yeah. that's the last thing that we think of right yeah. to like reach out to someone so like yeah. you or anybody listening right now like when you're in that like hard place, like of course you're not gonna reach out to somebody because that's the last thing. But just know that we all feel that and we all want that. And so like if you have a tiny, tiny little like inkling that you should reach out, just reach out. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, the one like dance has been the biggest therapy. Mm-hmm. I basically mm-hmm. blast music and dance and mm-hmm. I get as weird and as awkward as possible. Yeah. I move that energy and Dance has become my greatest like mm-hmm. therapist, my mm-hmm. best friend through all of that grief. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I really want Kinergy to take over the world <laughs> as much as possible because I think it's it's deeper than it's, it might seem at the beginning. Yes, it is. It is. It is. But it, it's like we don't want to intimidate anybody. No, no. It's just like it's a fun platform and then you go we like process all like, of wow. the like trauma. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, like it's been a work in progress and maybe that's why it hasn't blown up as it as it sh- we're all hoping it should or want to because we've had to make sure that everybody feels really safe in it. And so we've worked with neuroscientists. We've worked with, oh, no you know, way. trauma therapists to make sure that how you know when all of this trauma is being unearthed like it can be contained so it's not just like you're open and now you're like what do I do now and I'm actually gonna have a freak out so there's been a lot of work in the last two years of us making sure that we're protecting not just the person taking the class but the guide who's guiding it because we're all in the same energetic field at that time And so the person leading and guiding is also going to have things that come up. And so it's all about like, how do you hold 
your own stuff and not swim into someone else's and vice versa, being able to hold it without like, you know, shutting it down and you're shutting your own self down. So we've worked with, you know, Dr. Frank Anderson, who did a lot of the internal family system. Um, oh, I keep work. hearing about it. Like mm-hmm. I haven't done it myself, but it, I keep hearing it's like wonderful. Digital. It's it's absolutely wonderful. So Dr. Frank Anderson, a psychotherapist from Harvard, has helped us with that container. Dr. Wendy Suzuki, neuroscientist, who you know she talks about the brain and how like you know the hippocampus and building new connectors in the brain. And the two best things that you can do are dance. And ping pong. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what Dr. Amon yep. said on my mm-hmm. show last week. Yes. And so, so, and, and with dance specifically, because music is also activating like the frontal lobe, which is like your sensory experiences. So when you hear something or you smell something, it off, it, it creates a, an experience or it takes you back to a memory. So with the way that Kinergy is, we activate the senses through like a visual experience, but also high sensory. So if we're visualizing the earth and the sand and the water, like you're trying to smell it, you're trying to hear it and mm. you can create those experiences. And so while that's happening, you're building a new connector, a new neural pathway of that experience as you're releasing trauma. And so you can have a new experience, a new connection instead of this old pathway that is a continual like trigger and scar or sand scar if you've ever read untethered soul that's constantly like a reminder of an old the breaking the habit of being yourself right so if you're Mm -hmm. living from the place of your past self you're going to continue having the same life Mm -hmm. if you want to step into your higher self it's time to break the habit of Mm -hmm. being yourself and build a new Mm -hmm. brain connection i just got chills it's fun you know to talk about and you know you just said you're going through like a tough time so sometimes it's hard Mm -hmm. like when kinergy was starting I was going through my divorce and the loss of my dogs who, you know, I don't really talk about that because that's one of the most sacred things that I have that I've never really talked about. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to keep private. But I'll tell you offline. (laughs) (laughs) But um, as I was, you know, having this massive expansion, I was also contracting in a lot of like loss and, and grief and pain. And so I felt like a hypocrite with this beautiful thing that's coming to fruition to like be this you know, beautiful platform for people to connect to themselves while I felt so disconnected to myself. And so the fact that you're even here have like continuing is really beautiful and sharing that you're also going through something because I kind of just went into hiding and like I because I it felt too overwhelming for me at the time that I was like, I feel so inauthentic. I can't do this. And so I'm just really proud of you for continuing and sharing it and that you're like in it. And not trying oh, to be perfect. Oh, you should see me the, you know? for the rest of the week where I'm just like, you know, <laughs> didn't wash my hair, just hiding somewhere. I'm like, see one human a yeah. day. I'm like, hi. Well, and it's time, yeah. you know, like yeah. I, I love that little meme on, on Instagram where it's like a glass jar with like a black ball that's like representative of grief. And then it's like grief never gets smaller, but the jar gets bigger and the capacity to hold it just gets bigger. I haven't and seen so it, but it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things to visualize because it's like that grief is never really going to go away. Like it doesn't go anywhere. Energy just always stays and, and experiences and memories, but it's just your capacity to hold it is so oh, different, beautiful. you know? And so I don't know. I, I love that visual. That's so beautiful. Ever felt the midday slump or that fatigue after a workout? 
Many times it's not just fatigue, but an electrolyte deficiency. Headaches, cramps, brain fog, yep, all signs of it. Based on substantial research, Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix that challenges traditional views on sodium. Each pack is a refreshing mix of health without sugar or any artificial colors. It's perfect for athletes, those on fasting regimens, or even those who follow specific diets like keto or paleo. This is why Element is my go-to electrolyte drink and trusted by many of the world's leading health experts and athletes, including Team USA Weightlifting, dozens of professional sports teams across NFL, NHL, NBA, and even Navy SEALs teams. Honestly, we fight between my friends which one is the best. My personal favorite is chocolate salt. You can add it to your coffee for a mocha, but for example, my friend Courtney is obsessed with raspberry salt. So you go and choose. The truth is everyone needs electrolytes, but if you're an active person or on a low-carb diet, you really need electrolytes to feel and perform your best. So Element came up with a fantastic offer for you guys. Go to drink lmnt.com forward slash Aggie to get a free sample pack with any purchase. I'm going to have one more question from yes, one of my followers. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> There's two more, so you can pick. Yeah. Uh, no, no, so Mel Present is asking you any dating tips for someone newly single? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one more question is what's your daily uh, morning or, or evening routine? Do you want to take both or do you Yeah, take I'll one? take both. I'll do the second one first because yeah. I feel like the, the first was... <laughs> so That's going to be a tangent. <laughs> I think so. Um, so my daily routine is... So I do really well with structure. I used to think that it was like trapping me. I need to be free. Mm-hmm. But I'm so much better when I have structure. So I recently get up somehow without an alarm at like 4.59 every day for a five o'clock wake up. And I I work out from six to to eight. And within that workout, it's like meditation and breath work and physical activity. Also within that time, I could read just something that like I'm not on my phone Mm -hmm. for two hours that gets my body moving, gets my brain functioning. And then I've recently started to make my own electrolytes um, in the morning. So it's just lemon water, but I add salt now. Biohacking right there. Yeah. (laughs) I add, I add that. And then I'm doing this health thing for, for myself and like a little like, well, I'm freezing my eggs. We'll just say it. Um, (laughs) and so with a lot of my like own personal health, uh, I wouldn't call them issues, but just things. I need a lot more protein in my life. And so I've actually started doing like animal based. So I just started that, which is oh, no like way. really weird for me. I was vegan for eight years and I turned uh, like carnivore yeah. like about last year and I've never felt better. That's so kind I'm of what I've just started. <laughs> and it was mainly for this reason, but as I've started it, I'm like, wow, like my moodiness or my brain fog or my life force energy just feels like it's back. But obviously doing it in a way that's like humane and, you know, mm-hmm. sustainable and say sustainable farms, etc. And so I've been on that path right now. So yeah, I've that's been doing exciting. that. What else am I doing? I have meetings that- throughout the day. I check in with myself like halfway through the day and make sure that like, I, I'm not just filling my calendar. I used to do that constantly. Mm. And so now like my therapist and I have talked and she's like, just make sure that like you have space every single day to do nothing. 
Mm. And I'm and like, be bored, right? Like, what? <laughs> and so that one's a hard one for me, but I do that. And then honestly, I try to go to bed early. I mean, I am that person that's like, when the sun goes down, I'm ready to like go to bed. When the sun comes up, I like to wake up. I mean, that's my ammo. Yeah. And that changed though. I used to be a night owl. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I go to bed like 8.30. I'm already like getting <laughs> yeah. my night routine. Yeah. What's your favorite biohack that brings you to your higher self? I, this isn't even like a promotional thing, but it's but energy. I, yeah. It's dance. It, it really is. And I like, was like, I know your answer, but. Yeah. Well, and I think it's because yeah. it's movement, it's breath work, it's visualization. And each one of those things, you can get into flow state on your own. But when you put all three together, it's like a Tesla supercharger and it happens fast and you get like the biggest jolt of energy of expansion, but you're also extremely grounded where you don't feel like high, like you still feel high, but you're still like you're here on earth. You're not like out in the universe, like (laughs) you get it for a second and that feels really good. But you are able to walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I forgot that I did ask you the question about oh, dating. Oh, yeah. The dating. Okay. Well, I'm single, so I'm figuring this out. But I think one of one of my friends, Connor, and his wife, Vienna, they stayed at my house in New York last year. And they were like, what do you want? And I was like, quality. So I was like, loyal and funny and this and that. And then I was like, but if I wanted my fantasy, it would be this. And I went into all these like ideas of like, I want to maybe meet like a European and like, you know, where they are arts, artistic and cultured and like we go to the opera and like, and he goes, you know, those are all just the things that you want for yourself. Right. And I was like, oh my God. So it was like a big moment for me that I think a lot of us project what we want for ourselves and Mm -hmm. our partners. And, and so like there was, there was this guy, I think that like I saw on my Instagram, clearly listening, Instagram is listening. (laughs) And this like beautiful conductor from like Italy was like on my screen, never DM'd him. But but, can you imagine? But but it was like this, literally what I just said is my fantasy, right? Can you and imagine the DM getting from Joe's top? I was like, hey, well, how wait are for you? it. Cause I, I ended up doing it, but <laughs> I, but I didn't DM him for like a whole summer. And then, then I happened to be in Italy for a wedding last year. And I was like, I have two days off. I was like, let me just see his schedule, where he's going to be. He was in Vienna and he had a show. And I was like, I'm going to go to the opera, but I'm going to go because. My friend Connor's voice was like, "You just these are just the things that you want for yourself." And so I was like, instead of me needing like a a partner to get me to go, like I'm just going to go to Vienna and I'm going to go watch this beautiful man. <laughs> and eventually I did say, "Hey, I'm coming into town to see your show." Um, oh, amazing. Hopefully I can meet you. And we did and we met, but nothing happened yeah. from it, but it was like so an epic DM to it get. It was a moment that I was like, oh, you know what? I can create this and I can get the things that I'm craving in another person for myself. So that was a big lesson. So that was number one. So if you're like looking for a specific thing in another person, just go do it yourself. Second thing, I actually recently have been going through like my history of romantic partners with my therapist. And we've been talking about like, what are the things that made me feel the safest that I loved in that relationship that I didn't like? And then when I broke up with that person, what did I long for and miss in that relationship? Super like helpful. And as I went through each person that I have dated, There's clearly a through line and there are like five versions of people or qualities that make me feel safe. 
And each one of them either had a different one or one of them had all five, my ex-husband. And and so like there were- What makes you feel safe? Because that's the biggest one for women. Like yeah. when we don't feel safe, I believe that's the root cause of why we have health issues, put on weight. Mm -hmm. It's like for me, like putting on weight is if not mm -hmm. feeling safe mm -hmm. and one of the ways of how our body manages- yeah. Uh, bringing that sense of safety. Absolutely. Well, safety, I think, is like a term that's also being thrown around a lot. And and like, so that also kind of like freaks me out a little bit too, <laughs> that word, but it's the most important thing. And so your version of safety can mean something completely different than someone else. So I'll give you my five. Yeah. So the first one is when somebody feels secure in themselves, doesn't mean that they're perfect, but it means that they're secure enough in themselves that they are willing to do work and that they are self-aware enough to that that they are making conscious choices and mm -hmm. for themselves. Like that Beautiful. makes me feel really safe because it means that I don't have to be responsible or take care of or want somebody to change. They're going to want those things on their own. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's number one. Second one, which I've had a lot of guilt over and shame because of my relationship with money and growing up, I've always felt like really terrible for having this, but I would like to have somebody that makes me feel really safe, that is financially stable. Thank you for sharing this because there's, <sighs> I... Even me saying that right now, I'm sweating. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's a hard thing. But like, I, I have the same thing and I, I also feel terrible because there's this big like stigma that like, oh, you're so materialistic. And I'm like, but it's also a big part of not feeling safe and... Mm -hmm. Someone who isn't doesn't have a good, healthy relationship with money, it brings a lot of anxiety for a woman. Well, and I think for me, like, I've been making my own money since I was nine years old, but never keeping it. <laughs> like, I was always giving it away. And so, but I've always had this thought, like, when I moved to L.A., I had $2,000, which is a lot more than some people, you know? And that was all I had. And Which is not a lot of money It's in LA. not. It's one trip to Air One. <laughs> it, <laughs> but that was all I had. And I was like, I, but I never had an issue. I was like, I will always figure it out. I will always yeah. figure it out. And to be honest, I'm like, I, my biggest fear was to be a mom because I was like, I want to be present with my kids. And like, I don't want to be working all the time. I don't want to be money. working all the time. So I haven't had kids because I'm like, I think I'm going to be too selfish that I won't be able to be there. And, mm. and so there's, there's like 17 different things and reasons why that number two is important to me. And again, I don't need anybody to buy me this or buy me that. Like I can do that and like I'm happy to do that. And that money doesn't motivate me, but it does make me feel safe. Speaking so, of gifts, I actually these flowers are for you because I know oh that gosh, what's your love language? They're beautiful. Receiving gifts. Yes. Yes. So we got oh, them for you. <laughs> Thank you. These are so gorgeous. No, that you need flowers. These are so gorgeous. I we love just flowers. The so. Thank you. These are so gorgeous. That is my love language. Yes. Do I you want me to keep going on, yes, the, on the things? Okay. I like. I was so, like, oh my god, you did the homework <laughs> for me because you identify those points so well. So it's mm -hmm. super helpful for women listening. Okay, cool. Like, this is what is making me feel safe. So thank you. Well, yeah, like we, because I, I have friends that are like, yeah, I tell my boyfriend I don't feel safe. But my boyfriend's like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, well, I feel like it's a little bit like me. I'm like, I don't know what makes me feel safe. It's not like I think that someone's going to attack me on the street yeah. to some degree. But yeah. there is a level of mm -hmm. like ungroundedness that totally. I feel. So. Totally. All right, continue. Because I'm really. Okay, third one. <laughs> some sort of magnetism or talent. 
Mm. And it doesn't mean that they have to be an entertainer or an artist or anything like that, but just like a confidence and like a magnetism that they like love what they do and they're passionate about what they do. And like, I want to be in awe of someone. And again, it doesn't have to be this like extravagant thing, but just that there's this like sense of like, I'm, I'm happy with who I am and what I do and like how I am in the world. And I'm, I, I like doing this. And, yeah. and they're connected with like what, why they're here. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is like, what's their yeah. purpose. Right. So totally. that's super, super sexy. Totally. And so that to me makes me feel safe and physical, like being like an actual physical attractiveness. Like I'm, I'm very attracted to like hyper-masculine men and like big and stuff like that. These are clearly an order of hierarchy, by the way, what's mm -hmm. the most important important to me yeah. and then emotional and spiritual vulnerability and connection that's very important to me too so those are all the, the the things that make me feel really safe right now I'm still in this process by the way of like talking through those like what makes me feel safe and those could change you know depending on who I'm with or what kind of stability I've found in myself and oh, and that's been a huge part is again what am I looking for in the partner that makes me feel safe and can I find that in myself Beautiful. while I'm looking for that in someone else. And also the sexiest thing is seeing someone who's so self-aware and also calls herself out on her shit mm -hmm. uh, and being like, okay, I want all these things, but I need to become all these things too. And I'm super aware that uh, that's a journey. So that <laughs> is the most attractive thing. It's someone who's just like knows what they want, but also know that, you know, I'm going to be on my journey and I'm not very going to get it perfect, but I just want someone who's totally like, buddy in the totally. healing. I just want to meet somebody who's going to meet me. Yeah. You know, like yeah, we can kind of, we can do life together. And that's the other thing too, is like, I can have chemistry with a wall. Like I love people so much and like I like I've loved every single person I've ever been with. I will always love them. You know, like mm -hmm. that falling in love is not an issue for me. It's choosing who I want to do my life with. Yeah. And who serves you. And who I serve yeah. and who I can like make, you know, enhance their life and not make, but how I can enhance their life, how they can enhance ours, mine and, and how we can create something magic together. Like yeah. that, that's, it's the choice of who I want to do this with. And, you know. That, that's what I said at the beginning of this interview is as a human, it's the one of the hardest things to do is to trust yourself and to have that own discernment of like yeah. what you want, what, who you are and like trusting that you can have what you what you put your mind to. Yeah. And that your dreams were given to you for a reason. And yeah. it's not just some kind of like, oh, it'd be nice to have like, no, this is your homework. Like you need to make your dreams come true because they were given to you for a reason. And Absolutely. And be still enough to, like, recognize what those dreams are. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, so where can we find you? Oh, in your living room. <laughs> I'm never leaving. <laughs> With peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Instagram, at Jules Huff. I need to get on TikTok. So if anybody knows how to do TikTok, please let me know. And at Kinergy is obviously, like, my heart and soul where I feel like we've created an amazing community fresh fine wine oh that's right um what else canary house productions yeah Beautiful. and and hopefully you get to find Jules in your living room when you tune into yes. energy because you can play it on full screen and just feel mm -hmm. like she's right there yeah which is we'll amazing dance together oh Absolutely. there you go peanut peanut came to say goodbye came to say goodbye yes hi cutie oh, hi. and stretch again Julianne, thank you so much for coming. You're you're such a light. I love you. I I fallen in love with you in the most beautiful. <laughs> you're awesome. Um, um, 
Thank you. Can't wait to create something together very, very soon. I know. Me too. Thanks for inviting me into your home and creating a very, very fun, safe environment for us to share. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.